For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the Oakland Athletics and the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming series from a betting perspective over the course of the next few days. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. July is underway and a great month for sports. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. With the NBA Finals ending and the second half of the MLB season starting, there's still plenty of action to get involved with. And if you're a football better, there are a ton of futures and props that you could wager on as well. BetOnline has all of the latest odds and news and information for all your sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Betting Barrier Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast. Now, before we went on break, we previewed what we're doing for this week's show. Once again, talking about the Giants and the Athletics for their upcoming weekend series. But before we do that, we're going to quickly recap how we did last week, and we were profitable once again. I believe it's the fifth or sixth straight winning week that we've had, so it's been going really well. We ended up going 2-3 and three in both series, so we ended up going a very nice 4-2 and two overall. So I can't really complain about that. Uh, you look at the actual... Performances by the Giants and the Athletics, they ended up both going 1-2, and two, so they didn't do that well, but we actually predicted pretty much a mirror copy of each, of each individual team, talking about Oakland would end up winning the first game, losing the middle game, and winning the third game, and we said the Giants would do the same, and in both cases, they won the first game, lost the middle game, so we were undefeated going into the Sunday game, and unfortunately, we had the Giants and the Athletics winning. And they both lost. So we ended up going 4-2 and two overall. Still profit. And we'll look for a, another winning week here. But to actually break down the rest of the week, because we're only doing the weekend games, i got to talk about how Oakland and the Giants did to conclude the actual week. Oakland ended up sweeping the Angels in a two-game series. Uh, won those two games by a combined score of 10-1. to one. Never in doubt on those. And you had the Giants, who took a very important series in Los Angeles against the Dodgers, winning Game 1 and Game 3. And Game 3 was also a pretty nice comeback because Kenley Jansen blew a save in the ninth. Shout out to Dave Roberts for continuing to use that guy, even though he blows saves all the time, for about the, I don't even know, fifth or sixth straight year. But that's their problem. Giants are the first team in the majors, 260 wins and they are still in first place with a decent cushion because they were able to gain a game on the Dodgers over the last couple of days. But to actually look at the card itself Thursday, I know that the Giants are playing the Dodgers late tonight, but we are not going to talk about that one. We're just going to be talking about the overall weekend. So we got to talk about the Giants taking on the Pirates in Oracle, and we also got to talk about 
the Athletics taking on Seattle. Now, once again, Seattle is going to be taking uh, is going to be playing against Oakland, and that's going to be a four game series with that game starting Thursday night. But we're going to skip that and talk about the Friday series instead. So, without further ado, let's get started and talk about the Oakland Athletics first. And we got to talk about the pitching matchups for this underratedly important series against Seattle because a lot of people thought Seattle was going to be underwhelming uh, for the course of the season. I know their win total definitely had them projected to finish pretty decently below 500, but Seattle's been good. They're 51 and 45. They're three and a half games behind Oakland for the second wild card spot. So Oakland has a little bit of breathing room, but you also have the Yankees who are three and a half behind now. So you definitely want to build up some potential space between you and the teams outside looking in. Not to mention the fact that Oakland is still within striking distance against Houston for first place in the AL West. But looking at the Friday pitching matchup, you have Montes going up against Kikuchi. And for this spot here, I like the athletics. Now Montes, I've mentioned, has been a little bit inconsistent this season. I know he's 8-8 eight eight with a 4.33 ERA. He has given up 14 home runs, which is a bit of a problem. But you look at his last couple of outings, he's been really good. Last four outings, five innings, two runs against the Giants, five and two-thirds, two runs against the Red Sox, six and two-thirds, one run against the Astros, and six innings, two runs against Cleveland. So he's been very good, and I do think that that should continue in this spot against Seattle, whose offense has been underwhelming despite the overall team success. And for Seattle, you have all-star Kikuchi on the mound, and he has been awful. Lately, really no other way to put it, to go through the last two starts, five innings, five runs against the Yankees, and a five innings, seven runs against the Angels, I think he's going to get shelled. I know he came off the IL before the All-Star game, I still question if he's fully healthy, and it really has not looked like he is fully healthy, because he's been atrocious ever since he's come back from the IL. But, I like Oakland in that spot, I think Monta should pitch well, and I do think you will see Oakland break out offensively in the spot. Probably win handily. I think there's a decent chance to cover the run line in this spot. But I do like Oakland to get the job done in the second game of the series taking place on Friday. Now looking at the Saturday card, you have Bassett on the mound against Gilbert. And Gilbert has been an extremely underrated pitcher for Seattle. 4-2, 3.5 ERA. He also had that one hitter against the Yankees a couple of weeks ago. But he's been good. Really no other way to put it. 5-2, and two thirds, 3 runs, 2 earned against Texas. Seven innings, one hit, no runs against the Yankees, and five and two-thirds, two runs against the Angels. So a very impressive young pitching prospect who's only 24 should be a pretty key piece to this team moving forward. But you have Bassett on the mound for Oakland, and he's been fantastic. 10-3 and record, 3.31 ERA, 1.04 whip. And on the road, he's 6-0 and with a 3.88 ERA. So he's been really steady, and lately he's been good as well. He had the one rocky start against Houston on July 6th, but the four starts before that, seven innings in each of those other four starts, and he gave up three runs against Cleveland, one run against Texas, zero runs against Texas, and one run against Texas. So kind of odd he faced Texas three times in about the span of a month, but he's pitched really well all season long, and I do think you will see a pretty close pitcher's duel in this spot. But I'm going to take Oakland. I think that even though Gilbert is good, I do question his ability to provide length, and I do think that there is a decent chance that Bassett should go seven strong like he has for the last month and change. I do think that Seattle will hang around, but I think Oakland has enough in the tank to get the job done in this spot, and I do think that offensively, Oakland is just the better team 
So I do think that will pay dividends in this matchup. But looking at Bassett and how the teams performed with him starting, of course, the 10th record kind of speaks for itself. But if you want to talk about his performances lately and how that and how those have translated for Oakland, they have translated well. Now you can go through all of the starts of the season, and the losses are few and far between. Oakland has lost only six of his starts, which is really insane because if you're doing the math at home, Bassett has started 20 games, which means that Oakland is 14-6 and six whenever he pitches. I think that'll continue, and I do think that Oakland will win the third game of the series taking place on Saturday. And that's going to take us to the series finale taking place, of course, on Sunday. And for that matchup, you do have another interesting pitching matchup taking place as you have Cole Irvin take, uh, going up against Marco Gonzalez. Now, Gonzalez, of course, was the best pitcher on the team last season and for the last couple of years, pretty much ever since Felix Hernandez left. But this season has not been too good for the lefty as Gonzalez is 2-5 and five with a 5.69 ERA and a 1.49 whip. I would have normally expected Seattle to ship him at the deadline. I thought that that was going to be an option if Seattle was not in contention. However, Seattle is. So I'm assuming Gonzalez is going to stay put, and I, I'm assuming Seattle is going to hope he turns it around. I'm still skeptical on that. Uh, I think that as good as Gonzalez has been in recent years, the issue is that he's, his stuff isn't very dynamic. He doesn't really have an explosive fastball. Mostly relies on some finesse and some off-speed pitches, which explains why he's averaging less than a strikeout per inning and why he's allowing 16 home runs in just 61 and two-thirds innings. So the long ball's been a problem, and I do think that will uh, exact lead to some issues, we'll say, against Oakland's offense, which is capable of hitting a couple of balls over the fence. But Cole Irvin has been a pleasant surprise for Oakland, 3.42 ERA and a 1.18 whip. ERA on the road, 2.85. Last couple of starts, he's been very good. Eight innings, no runs against the Giants. Seven innings, two earned against the Red Sox. Five innings, three runs against Texas. Seven innings, no runs against the Angels. I'll ride the hot pitcher here. I think it's also going to struggle. And I do think that Oakland is going to get the job done. So, for the three games we're talking about in the Oakland series against Seattle, I like Oakland to win those three games, the final three games of that series, while skipping Thursday's action. Now, switching gears... Talking about the San Francisco Giants, we're going to be looking at their series taking place against the Pittsburgh Pirates starting on Friday, and the Pirates stink, so it should be a pretty good weekend for the Giants, but you got Cueto on the mound against Chad Cool, and it is worth mentioning that even though the Giants are 25 games over, they are actually 2-2 two and two against the Pirates this season, so Pittsburgh has held its own against the Giants. We'll see if that continues in the weekend matchup, but... You have Cueto, who has been decent, uh, I'd say especially for a guy of his age and with the injuries he's had in the past, 4.01 ERA and a 1.29 whip, which is solid for a 35-year-old pitcher who's had injury issues. But at home, he has been very, very good, and that has been kind of the story with his home road splits. At home, he is 5-3 and three record-wise with a 3.21 ERA. Chad Cool, though. Kind of similar numbers when it comes to overall ERA and the record, or at least on Pittsburgh, a 3-5 and five record is not that bad. But he does have a 4.31 ERA and a 1.37 whip, so he's a little bit inferior, but if you want to look at his road splits, he has been atrocious. 6.07 ERA on the highway. But the Pirates have actually fared well in Cool's last couple of starts. Going through the actual game log here, the 
Pirates have won four of his last five starts. So maybe that'll translate, and I actually think it's going to. I am going to be picking the Pirates to win on Friday. I think that this game will be close. I think the Giants will be hanging in there. But I do think that Pittsburgh is going to win one of these games in the series, and I'm going to pick the game involving the pitcher, who's actually been very good lately for Pittsburgh, who might be trying to boost his, uh, I'd say, trade market right before the trade deadline. But I think Cool's going to pitch well, and I do think you'll see the Pirates win a low-scoring game. So in a bit of a shocker, I'm going to be taking the Pirates to win the Friday game against Johnny Cueto. Now looking at the Saturday game, you have Gaussman against Will Crow, and let's be real. Um, I'm taking Gaussman. Uh, this game's not going to be close. Uh, Gaussman's been insane. 93 record, 1.84 ERA, and a 0.85 whip. Meanwhile, Crow 1-5, 6.12 ERA, and a 1.62 whip. I think Gaussman's going to torch this team. I think Gaussman is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and with DeGrom being injured, he might arguably be the best pitcher left in the National League right now which I know sounds crazy, but so far with this season, I think he's easily the runner-up to the Cy Young, and if DeGrom is out for the rest of the year, hypothetically, it's probably Gaussman's award, so keep that in mind, but he did struggle in his last outing against the Dodgers, but the Dodgers, of course, still have a very talented lineup. Pittsburgh does not. Pittsburgh has one of the worst offenses in the league. I think Gaussman gets back on track, and I think is going to get shelled. I don't know what the price is going to be for the Giants. It should probably be in the 200s. I think that if you take him on the run line at around minus 130, maybe a little bit higher, I'm not going to complain about it because Gaussman's nuts. It might actually be higher than 200, maybe 250. But at the end of the day, Gaussman's really good. Crow's not. I think the Giants will end up bouncing back in a big way and winning this game by at least three runs. And looking at the series finale, you have Alex Wood going up against Brubaker. Now, Brubaker I actually am kind of fascinated by because he did have a pretty good start to the regular season. Then his numbers kind of fell off a cliff, but he's 4-9, and nine, which is hideous, but he does have a 4.68 ERA, which is not that bad for a 4-9 record. And you want to look at the whip, it is 1.2, so the whip's actually under control. The issue has been the home runs. He's given up 19 home runs in 92 and a third innings. I think Brubaker should struggle in this spot, because on the road he does a 5.33 ERA, and his last couple of outings have not been that good. Six innings, five runs against Milwaukee. Five innings, six runs against the Mets. And four, uh, three and two-thirds, four runs against the Mets. I think the Giants get to him early, and I think he's going to struggle. Meanwhile, Alex Wood has been decent. There's only no other way to put it. Uh, you want to go through his overall numbers. And, yeah, eight and three. 3.77 ERA, 1.17 whip. Been a pleasant surprise for the team. And his ERA is better at home. So... I expect Wood to pitch well. I think that you should see the Pirates struggle, and I think you'll see the Giants end up taking the series two out of three. So to recap the predictions for the Athletics and the Giants weekend series, I like the Athletics to win all three games from Friday to Sunday, and I like the Giants to lose the opener on Friday night but end up winning the Saturday and Sunday games. But that has been this installment of the Ben and Barry podcast. Good luck to all of you, and respect the best today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.